Do you want your business to grow faster? Are you open to new and out-of-the-box ways to drive revenues and increase value? How do you imagine the most successful entrepreneurs and business leaders double, triple, or expand their businesses tenfold or more? The answer is deals. This is a weekly podcast featuring conversations with business owners, executives, and leaders as we reveal behind-the-scenes details that give you, our listeners, the confidence to pursue your own deal-driven growth. On the show, we discuss a huge variety of deals, everything from large complex mergers and acquisitions to smaller deals that you can do even without significant capital. My name is Corey Kupfer, and I've been supporting deal-driven growth for businesses for 35 years as a successful entrepreneur, professional negotiator, and attorney. My goal is to help you strategize, plan for, find, and complete deals that will help your company grow faster. Welcome to the Deal Quest Podcast. Let's get started. Marion Wagner is a business mindset coach who specializes in helping online entrepreneurs create a six-figure plan without a large following on social media. Very important. A former school psychologist turned multiple six-figure business owner in two separate online industries, Marion teaches a combination of psychological and strategic approaches to completely transform her client's approach toward growth. Using her signature business clarity blueprint, she's helped hundreds of coaches, course creators, and online service providers launch and grow businesses that generate 10K plus per month in well under a year. She runs Marion Wagner Coaching and hosts the Get Out of Your Head and Grow Your Online Business podcast while raising her nine-year-old son with her husband in Denver, Colorado. Marion, welcome to the DealQuest podcast. Oh, thanks so much, Corey. Glad to be here. So listen, I'm super excited about this topic. You know, it's interesting to me as somebody who talks about all types of deals that I think in some ways, online folks are a little more hip to partnerships and strategic alliances and things like that than some other industries. But also, um, I still think it's underutilized and, and you have a particular take on the mindset related to that. So I'm excited to get into it. But before we do, I want to take you back to when you were a little girl growing up, 8, 10, 12 years old. Uh, what did you want to be? Because my guess is a mindset coach for high growth online entrepreneurs probably wasn't it at that time, but you tell me. Yeah, it's so funny how the majority of us in the online, I mean, all of us in the online space, it wasn't even an option back then. Right. Um, when I was a little girl, I wanted to join the family business, which was becoming an attorney. Oh, all right. You were apparently spared from that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so uh, one more question looking back. What was your first deal of any type? Um, could have been something small when you were a kid or something early in your career. Anything you, you know, that is a deal that you can remember. Oh, gosh. I think the first one that comes to mind actually is the first big, it was actually a big deal I made in my online business. Um, and that was actually with Adidas. And I mean, talk about a good one for your first one. And I, they were, they approached me to work. I started a blog. That's yep. my first online business. And they approached me and came up with a package. And I honestly, I said, yes, so they could have offered me 500 bucks to do the whole thing. And I would have said, yes, but that was my very first deal. And that one set the bar high. Love it. Wow. What a, what a first deal. That's, uh, that's amazing. Um, so, okay. So let's, let's jump into uh, this concept that deals on the, uh, you know, on the online space generally. And then I want to get into, you know, how you specifically play into that and help your clients in that area. Right. Um, you know, a lot of times when people think about online deals, uh, at least maybe the general public, you know, they think about influencer deals, right? 
and yeah, that's a type of deal, certainly, uh, you know, um, but there are also all kinds of other strategic alliances and partnerships and things like that. So when you help your clients and, you know, and, and also in terms of things you might have done in your own businesses, what types of deals are we talking about in terms of these partnerships or strategic alliances or other types of deals online that um, help uh, these online entrepreneurs be successful? Most people, when they think of deals, I know I do, I think about income producing partnerships. Yeah. And when I work with my clients, a lot of times it is that, but we also want to talk about strategic partnerships and making deals with other people who they may not be in your exact niche, but they service your client in yep. a different capacity. Yep. So it's an underutilized um, tool that I think can be used obviously in the online space, but also outside the online space. Sure. I feel like a good strategic partnership does three things. Number one, you form a new relationship with relationships are everything in business. Yep. I always say like, I may not understand the algorithm, but I understand human psychology and behavior. So that's what business is at its heart. And it also accelerates your audience growth. So when you are able to leverage someone else's audience that they've already spent years and years building and it's, it's full, it's like a pool full of your ideal client right yeah. there. And they, hey, come over and hang out at our pool. That's, that's invaluable. I mean, that right there is, you can spend $30,000 on Facebook ads and not get that ROI. Right, right. <laughs> and the third thing is a good strategic partnership. It makes you aligned. It tethers you to a top performer in your industry which just having that shared credibility and that recommendation is sometimes just priceless. You can't, you can't buy that. Sure. So to follow your pool analogy, right? It's easy <laughs> to understand how the, uh, you know, in your bio talked about working with entrepreneurs and helping them, online entrepreneurs and helping them succeed even if they don't have large followings, right? Yes. So let's say, you know, you, you're somebody who has this great pool, right? <laughs> Meaning, you know, huge following and you got all these cool people who are hanging around that pool, right? All yes. These connections and, and cachet and reputation and all that kind of good stuff that you've built up over a period of time, whatever. And I'm some little guy, you know, with a small following, it's very clear as to why I want to do a deal with you, right? That's easy, right? I want access to your, you know, I, I want to be, I want to be with the cool kids. I want to be at the pool. I want to be hanging out. I want to, you know, I want to swim in all that, uh, you know, all that credibility and, uh, and, and audience that you've picked up, you know, in this, in my little example, you know, what do you, uh, you know, Miss Goodshot want to do a deal with me, little Corey? So I, I think that's a great question. And one that, I get a lot from clients because a lot of times that's the, one of the mindset pieces, right? That holds you back. Like, well, I'm not big enough. What do I have to offer? What do I bring to the table? But you, everyone that's listening, you are an expert in your field and you bring a lot to the table and it doesn't really matter the huge quantity, I guess, the size of your following. If you can add value to someone's audience in a unique way that they themselves cannot fulfill, that's what's valuable. So if you are, yeah, if you're a little guy that wants to come hang out at the pool, the best thing to do is to approach the right person. So you want to approach someone that is the right partner for you. So let's say that you are in email marketing and you are a genius in email marketing. Well, you don't want to approach another email marketer. Maybe you go to 
social media experts, a funnel expert, Pinterest, LinkedIn, PR, media, advertising, business coaches, and you pitch an angle to them. First off, you get to know them yep. a little bit. And then you just pitch an angle like, hey, I think that your audience would really benefit from X, Y, Z. What do you think? And if it's a good fit, they'll jump on that. Yeah, and it's interesting because no good deal is going to get done unless each side is bringing value, but the value can be in, look very different from mm-hmm. you know, one side to the other. And in fact, most of the time, if you can bring the same value to the other people already to create on their own, unless they're going to acquire you, whatever, why would they do a deal with you? You know, unless they're spanning into a new market or geography or whatever. I'm not saying that those deals don't happen, but people have the same expertise if there's some other distinguishing characteristic like geography or, or low online. Mm-hmm. Geography is less of an issue, but maybe industry or whatever. But but yeah, but I mean, in terms of, I mean, that's a great example where, you know, the smaller person has an expertise, so they're still, you know, they're bringing value. You know, anybody who has a great audience wants wants content or, or other value bring, being brought to that audience, right? Yeah. And if you have 500 people in your following, whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever you spend your time, and those people are aligned and they are they're spending money and attention to what you are talking about. That's more valuable than someone with five, 10,000 followers who really could care less. And that's what you see a lot, maybe more on Instagram where you see people that have huge followings, but then very little engagement, interaction and conversion over like on the money side of things. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this. And you mentioned that, you know, this concept applies offline as well. And anybody who's listened to this podcast before probably heard me say, because I've said on one, one podcast that in deals in general, I believe is a simple question I'll often ask people who are, whether they're trying to get into a new industry, a new market, a new geography, go upscale, whatever it is, and they're banging their heads against the wall to try to do that organically sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first question I'll ask with them is, you know, who can you partner with, quote unquote, whatever that looks like legally, whether it's a partnership, a strategic alliance, a joint venture, some other kind of contract, but who can you partner with that already has access to that market? And you alluded to that, right? You know, people, people who have, you know, so, and, and it is underutilized. So let's talk a little bit more about the types of deals online where, you know, what are the objectives of some of these, you know, clients you work with? Uh, and, and and what do those deals look like? Uh, and, and and again, like why are they attractive to the people they're doing business with? So, uh, you know, really, let's just break down this this broader conversation we just had into yeah. specifics on the types of deals that happen. So, yeah, there's one I just helped a client with that she specializes in high level uh, masterminds and coaching, so high ticket. And her objective is obviously quality over quantity. And so she wanted to identify strategic partners where she could go add value inside their masterminds or inside their summits. So there's a lot of, especially after COVID, there's a lot of online events that people host. If you can get featured um, as a contributor in any of those platforms, that right there builds your credibility, authority, and opens you up as a service provider for a whole audience that you would never have access to unless you paid maybe. Sure. So that's what we did is we figured out who her right partners were, who has high level masterminds where people are paying a certain amount to, to participate and to join. And then you want to approach them. And so there's a way to approach people, which 
well, I'll get to that later. But first is, yeah, those type of opportunities. If you are a service provider, figure out where your people are that you could um, put yourself in front of them and make partnerships, make deals with people who have those platforms. Just on that one, what, yeah. what is, are there typical ways those deals look? You know, are there, you know, are there revenue splits? So they're, you know, is it pay to play? Is it, you know, uh, you know, do you like what, what's, you know, how are some of those deals structured in terms of the economics? Yeah. So the majority of them, surprisingly, there's no money exchanged or you don't pay at all. You never pay really to be a part of a summit. You shouldn't. Um, But sometimes I will pay someone to come talk to if I have my group coaching, I will pay someone for their time and energy to come join and talk. So that's usually um, me reaching out to them. I will have very few people actually, very few people actually do these pitches, to be honest. I'm, I'm shocked. Like it's like, there's doors everywhere, but very few people actually think to walk through them. Yeah. And then if they build relationships and, you know, I, I know like in some of these situations, there's different views on what's allowed, you know, in terms of quote unquote selling from the stage or virtual stage or mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, or getting the list of participants and being able to market to them or not. Or so, you know, do you see any patterns around like how people can leverage that and whether there's any participation? In um, almost every case I've ever seen, for years, it's always been, it's expected and it's discussed to say at the end, share your pitch. Like, you know, even you see like in huge conferences with 10,000, 20,000 people, Brendan Bouchard will be up on stage and he's pitching his book at the end and his text me here, join my email list. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I will say that, that sometimes I've seen, um, and Brendan talks about this as well. I've actually done some of his work and my wife was actually in his super high-end master. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the higher levels, sometimes there is some revenue split deals done, you know, between the big players when they get on really big stages and they're pitching something. But but what you're saying is, and I think it's been my experience, a lot of times talking about smaller, which, by the way, can be still very lucrative. Usually the hosts are not are not looking for a piece. Huh? They're, they're looking for the value that you bring. And then you can obviously, upsell, you know, cross-sell, upsell to that audience, right? Yes, but that does bring me to the other type of strategic deal that yeah. you see all the time. This is probably most common is the if someone's doing if you're doing a launch for maybe you say you have a new service or a new product, a new platform that you're launching and you want it's very intelligent to bring in strategic partnerships again because you want all the pool parties to you know all of them to come and leverage their already built audiences is that you want to choose partners wisely. You don't want just anyone and you bring them on as a strategic partner for a commission return. Um, So you give them an affiliate link or they have a link and you give them the the materials. So you're not, you're doing the heavy lifting for them. And then they share your launch, your product with their email list or however they want to do it on their social media platforms. And it's usually a 30 to 50% commission. Yeah. And I was going to say that. I'm glad you brought that up. And it's funny, you know, with some folks, they'll say to me, wow, 50%, right? Up to 50. That's a lot of money. Why is the affiliate getting 50%? What's your view on that? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I think for any, I'm, I speak a lot about digital products. For digital products, it really should be on the higher, it has to be worth it. Yeah. It has to be worth my time. And also for me to recommend something to my audience, which they they should respect or like at least have some trust in what I share. Um, So, but if it's something where it's your time and let's say you do a, a, 
a $20,000 coaching platform, well, maybe not 50%. You don't want to be 50% for that. Maybe that's a little bit more down in the 10% range. But again, you also have to figure out who you're pitching to. If you're pitching to someone who makes seven figures to be an affiliate partner with you, and you're only offering them 10, 15% of something that may not be worth their time. Yeah. 100%. Okay. What's your take on it? Well, my take is 100% in agreement with what you said. And the additional piece that I'd say, and, and I say this to my clients, what they're often underestimating, and they should be underestimating if they're doing the business right, is that what is the lifetime value of that client? Yeah. Right? Most of these affiliate deals, they, the affiliates are getting paid on that first sale, so to speak, right? But I mean, am I right? Is that an experience? They're usually not getting paid on the, on the, on the later you know, additional products and services that the clients may, may pay. So, yeah. so I think if you design, design your business right, and I'm sure you can talk much more about this than I am, you know, you're not making a one-off sale. You're hopefully building a, a, a lifetime relationship or at least an extended relationship with the client where you have other products and services you can sell them and you're going to be getting 100% of that. So you know, I, I often think that sticker shock on the percentage I think becomes very, very different when you look at it as uh, on the lifetime value of that client. Absolutely. And that's an abundant mindset uh, perspective, right? Right there is to really look at the short-term cost of, okay, let's say that you have a, a, your launch is for a product that's only $497 and you're giving them 200 something dollars. Well, big whoop, if they're going to also join your, your one-on-one coaching container and <laughs> They're going to also refer their friends and their, their network of people to you. Right. Referrals. Oh, well, we haven't even, right. The value. I took the value of the lifetime, lifetime value of that one client, but right. The additional piece of that is the referral business and additional business from that relationship. Yeah. Plus it's one more person that's at your, in your pool now. So again, you pay a lot for that if you're doing classic, you know, Google ads or Facebook ads. So it's not really out of your pocket. It's just, Changing the price of the con of the container that from the upfront. Yeah, no, I I think that's right. And then uh, I guess the other way to compare it would be what would it take you for the get to get there organically? Like you know, if you didn't have these strategic relationships and deals, one, it could take you a lot more money, and two, you might not ever ever get there, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so much easier. Also, if you do struggle, like for anyone that's listening, that you know what you do, but you're not quite sure how to find your ideal client then it's so much easier to just look again at the, at look at your niche and then look at similar service providers that are adjacent to what you do and talk to their audiences. And then you see like, okay, I feel this is my language. These are my people. And you don't have to go out and reinvent the wheel trying to come up with, again, the Facebook ad. <laughs> they live in the United States. They're ages 35 to 44. And you're guessing you're throwing darts sometimes. Right. Right. And right. Am I going to be able to penetrate that market? And then we got to test our ad copy and our headlines. And yeah. that working. <laughs> and now we got to try this. Now, you know. Let's take a break from the show for a minute so I can invite you to a new way to determine your deal readiness. I created a fast and easy assessment that will determine exactly how deal ready you are. Once you complete the assessment, I use your responses to identify the obstacles that are holding you back from being a deal-driven growth genius. It's as easy as heading to coreycupfer.com slash assessment. That's coreycupfer.com slash assessment and filling out a few multiple choice questions. I'll be checking in after the episode to see what your results are. Now back to the show. All right. We've alluded to the mindset. You know, you 
you say you're, you're a mindset coach, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you've had successful online business yourself. You work with people, you know, to grow that. There are some strategic and tactical elements mm-hmm. to that, doing some of these deals as part of that. But we've alluded to, you know, you mentioned that's an abundance mentality, right? We mentioned that you're a mindset coach. I, I, I love this stuff so much and I believe it in so much. I do so much of this work that if I went there first, we might not have ever gotten to the nuts and bolts part. So I actually purposely held off the mindset discussion until after we gave some examples of some, uh, you know, deal strategies. Um, so let, but let's jump in now. So, um, uh, you know, obviously there are other uh, coaches and consultants out there that work with, with um, online businesses mm-hmm. and work much more on a, you know, strategic consulting uh, level. And obviously that's part of what you do, but talk to us on where the mindset conversation comes in generally with uh, working with online, you know, poison and how it ties into some of these deals we, uh, we were talking about. Oh yeah. I feel like the reason I got back into tapping into my psychologist roots after being in the online business world for so long is because I saw that people fell into one of two camps. They either one camp, they they had all the tools, the strategies, the know-how, the certifications, you name it, but they had zero confidence or real belief in their ability and their worth to be successful. Yeah. And then you have the people who they believe in themselves more than their mom. Like they just, <laughs> they're going to make it happen no matter what, but they really were wasting a lot of time and money trying to figure out the strategy and the, you know, the know-how piece. Yeah. So I would much rather have the person that has the belief in themselves and the knowing that they are worthy of success and that they can do it because that's the engine. You are a car and that's the engine. Everything else is kind of the parts, the wheels, the seats and all that stuff. And it doesn't mean you can't, you can absolutely create that engine. If you are starting from the bottom and you're like, ah, I don't have any self-belief, but you need to start there. And what most people do, right, is they start with the doing the, okay, I'll just make this funnel and I'll create this amazing email series. And and really it has to start with you not hoping or thinking it's knowing that you're going to be successful and you're going to figure it out and expecting there's going to be the, the lulls and the valleys and the hard times and the people telling you that, what are you doing? This is, this is crazy. No one's caring. But you have to be so direct in your belief that all that stuff fades away and you just keep stepping forward. Mm. So, so let me ask you a question. So the, the way I think about this is you're talking about the being conversation as opposed yeah. to the doing conversation, right? So if we, we use that shorthand, what, what happens for the people who don't do the being work and jump right into the doing? that's the majority and and i think we've all been there it's okay what happens is you're going to end up being a hustler and you're going to be working hard and grinding and you're going to burn out you should be a magnet really you want to turn yourself into a magnet where you just things are attracted to you and it happens but what happens when people get stuck in the doing is they also become frustrated and they quit and that's very understandable Uh, Because your doing is only as good as the belief behind the doing. So for instance, if someone's going to jump on a call to hire you, Corey, and they kind of sense that you don't really believe in what you're offering and you're not really sure if they'll be successful and they're, I don't know if you, and you don't really believe in the pricing you're charging, people pick up on that 
Well, yeah, I mean, you don't know this because, uh, and there's no reason you would, but uh, some of my listeners know that this is a, a big thing I talk about in my authentic negotiating book is, is owning your value. And, and, and you know, because a lot of it, I won't spend a lot of time, but, but, you know, my book is really all about the inner work that has to be done, right? Not, not about strategy and tactics and if they say this, do this, which makes it different. Um, and one of the biggest things I talk about is owning your value. You know, nobody's going to pay you more than you think you're worth. Yeah. Um, you know, that's whether it's project, whether it's whatever. It's interesting. I just had a, I'm trying to remember if this was in another podcast interview or a private conversation, but I've had this conversation so many times. I think this applies to everybody. And I talk about this in negotiating. Every, every negotiating coach I know, including every female negotiating coach I know, has not only agreed with me, but I'm like, yeah. Unfortunately, this is even more of an issue for women often than men in mm-hmm. terms of owning their value because of a million socialization factors and advertising that tells everybody, but even more so you all about why you're not good enough unless you wear makeup or whatever it is. Um, so, uh, you know, so, but it, but it applies for everybody. But this thing about, about owning your value, you know, it's interesting. It's easy to see it for like professional service providers and people who are selling, quote unquote, their time and half the quarter rate. But, you know, and you would, one may think in online businesses because they're sort of, people sort of think online businesses are separated from you, right? It's not personal. That maybe applies less there. But, you know, I, I, I understand why it doesn't. But yeah, I, from what I hear you saying, like, it's just as evident in this space as well, right? Oh, it's huge in the online space because I mean, a lot of everyone in the online space has some form of social media yeah. and they control what that looks like. But for instance, a lot of my clients have the Facebook and the Instagram platforms. And so it's very difficult not to take that as a personal reflection of your value when you don't get the likes or the or the comments and all the response that you want. It's very interesting. It's hard to tease apart the business from the personal sometimes when you're online. 100%. So let's talk about, you mentioned this thing about, you know, having an incoming strategy, an attraction strategy, right? And I actually am a huge believer in the law of attraction. It's gotten some significant backlash and criticism, <laughs> mainly because in my mind, people don't fully understand it and, 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 and things like the secret and whatever, which I loved can oversimplify it in a way, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, so, you know, so the people criticize, you know, if you, oh, if you think about it, it's going to come about. No, that's not really what we're, there's more than that. I love the way Bob Proctor, who was one of my mentors who passed away recently, talked about it. He always said that the law of uh, attraction is actually based upon the, what he called the law of vibration, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what makes it much more than I would oh, just think about, like the vibration you're in, right? It's not a matter of just saying, oh, I'm going to attract that perfect strategic partner. I'm going to attract that perfect, although affirmations are a good tool, right? In my mind, to help you get there. But you said it before, right? It's really believing it, right? Which, you know, Bob would talk about being in that vibration. Like when you're in that vibration, it's truly in your body. It's full, you fully, you know, own it, embody it, et cetera. And, you know, and that's what has the attraction come. And listen, you know, even people who don't believe in this language, I think, understand that if you appear more confident, truly confident, not ego, right? Not, you know, mind, yeah. or not, you know, faking it. But if, you know, if, you, if you're confident, comfortable and, and, you know, and know who you are and know the value you provide or whatever, you come across a different way, you know, in a conversation, right? So talk to me a little bit more about, you know, your view of this whole conversation of attraction and how it impacts, you know, entrepreneurs and also like even in, in terms of what we talked about, attracting these strategic partners, right? We talked about the little guy, so to speak, pitching the big person, right? How does it impact that conversation? Yeah, it's in any business. So no matter what, if you're online, offline, money flows to vibration. 
Yeah. And it sounds a little woo-woo. And I think that's maybe what you're talking about where there's a bad, you know, people talk about manifestation and, and it has a bad rap because people think, oh, that means I just kind of grab some crystals and close my eyes and then boom, I'm on a yacht. (laughs) And that's not really, I mean, some people maybe got it wrong, but that's not really the, the gist of it. And this is, you know, I'm an introvert and I'm, I have a lot more masculine energy than I think a lot of people in my field do. I don't, I don't talk about crystals and that kind of thing, but I do know that the vibration and not that false confidence, like you talk, not your ego, but showing up with complete belief in your ability to change someone's world, maybe not their whole life, but just start by changing their day and have that belief that what you do matters (laughs) and, and, and beginning from that. And then working with one person and making that difference can change everything and I know that for me, my business changed. I, on my blog, I posted for a year and a half to no one. I think yeah. I had like three readers and one of them was my dad. I don't know. And, but honestly, it was after a year and a half, I had this aha moment or in the psychology world, we call it a lightning bolt moment mm-hmm. where I realized why am I'm just trying to like success leaves clues, but all I'm trying to do is copy all these other bloggers and do what they do and sound like they sound. Mm -hmm. And really, I'm just going to be me, which it's quirky, different. I have a different voice. And I decided I don't care if I'm rejected or whatnot. I have these three people. They're not going to be offended. (laughs) So I just dove 100% authentically into me. And I went all the way. I mean, within a matter of months, I was at a quarter million page views a month. Like that was, but that was not by accident. It was it was just by being in alignment with my real energy and it became easy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I so believe in it. And also, you know, that persistence, right. You know, I uh, talk a lot about like uh, with my, with this podcast, for, let's just use that as an example. They say that something like 80% of the podcast don't make 15 episodes, right. Pod fade, they call it. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of the kind of person that does zero episodes or, or I'm going to do hundreds of episodes, right. Like I, I never, like I'm either going to, if I'm in, I'm in and otherwise I'm not going to do it. And, and this was never intended to be a huge, you know, it's a niche podcast, right? It's about deals. It's, you know, and I don't need, I don't need a million people listening to it or downloading it. You know, I've, I mean, every deal could be significant for me. Plus, you know, it gives guests an opportunity. So suddenly this thing is taking off, but it's three and a half years later, right? We're doing monthly, we're doing more downloads than we did the entire year in our first year, Right. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing, you know, we, you know, who's listening, who's whatever, but I didn't worry about that. Cause I knew we were bringing on great guests. The solo guests were good. We we're providing value. People were mentioning it, you know, being top of mind. And I wasn't driven by external validation. I was driven by providing value and service to folks and trusting that it would reach the right people. And now it's gone beyond my wildest, wildest dreams, honestly, you know, we're top one and a half percent on listen notes out of 2.8 million podcasts. Right. Like I never could have imagined that could have happened. But I didn't do that because I was driving for stats, right? I did that because I came to serve. So, um, you know, what's, I mean, just sharing one experience, tie that into the conversations of how you coach your clients around this stuff, whatever, because I think the conversation of coming into your own and owning it, uh, and then there's also something about commitment and, you know, and, oh. and not looking for short-term results always, right? Yeah. And I think people, especially in the online space, that they think they see instant success from other people around them, like, oh, you know. They just posted a few times and they got one shout out and now they're, you know, six figures. 
it's it really is every single successful person I know had a period where they needed to fail forward. Yeah. You needed to be your own biggest cheerleader in that early years of my first six figure business. I had no support. In fact, I had people that, you know, I was in a relationship where they were thinking I was ridiculous and, and wasting time because it's just three people. But I, I feel like you need to have a vision in your mind that is not tied to the, to the audience, like feedback. Yeah. And the numbers are great. The quantitative data is great. And yeah, you want to build a business to make income, but start with the impact at the forefront of your mind. And then the income will come as you find your way, but you can't find your way just by reading it in a book or watching someone else do it. You have to, again, fail forward yourself. And um, yeah, you have to also be able to be a little bit stubborn, I guess, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because you, you, I mean, I love it. There's a, there's a blogger I follow that she's now million plus followers and just has a huge business, but she consistently will post throwback photos from 10 years ago where she looks ridiculous. And she's like, this is where I start. You have to start somewhere. Yeah. And I love that humility because I think there are maybe too many people who they like to posture as if they woke up this way. Right. And yeah. And, and it, listen, the joke is uh, not only online, but in other, all businesses that most overnight successes have taken 10 years to become an overnight success. Right. Yeah. Like that, right. You know, it's just that then we finally noticed them. But what were they doing up until that time and how many failures do they have or how much do they have to push through a pivot or whatever? But that um, ties I, into deals, too. Like you can't you have to reach out to people because they didn't get to where they are by operating in isolation. You want to make relationships. You want to make connections and I, I think the best way to actually start a relationship with anyone online is just to reach out and tell them how great their content is and how much you appreciate seeing them show up and share their value. That means a lot to even someone that does have a million followers. That's, that's amazing. So love it. Uh, any other mindset things that are like the big ones that come up for the, your clients that you help with that you think about? Um, I think the biggest thing I think of is something that I have a mentor that, tells me all the time that you are where your attention is. And if you're focused on people saying no to whatever you propose, if you're focused on the lack of energy, low vibration, I don't feel like showing up and this is hard, then that's how it's going to be. But if your attention is on, like you said, abundance and, and I'm going to have, I'm going to build a fan today. I'm going to earn a fan. I'm going to grow my business and, and, you see the possibility every single day, then that's where your business is going to head. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. So before I come to my last two questions, anything else, whether it's, you know, deal related, online growth related, anything else you want to share with the audience? Um, I would just say, if you do feel stuck, which sometimes, I mean, we all have periods, maybe it's, you either get the outcome you want or the lesson you need. And maybe there's a lesson in what you're going through right now. And it just means, the opportunity is maybe one pivot away. So look for an opportunity that's around you that you might miss if you were still moving forward. I love it. I love it. You know, all of the, all of these things so resonate with me. I've experienced them in my life. I've done all kinds of personal growth and, you know, business growth and spiritual and other work. Uh, yeah. And I am truly a believer that my business success is wholly correlated <laughs> with my ability to grow as a, as a person, whether that's 
around these concepts of law of attraction and abundance, whether it's my relationship to money, whether it's my ability to relate to other people and build a team. I mean, all of that stuff is the biggest limitations are, are, are within me. And I, that's why I work on, I'm working on them all the time. And uh, yeah. a lot of that to my success. So, you know, working with somebody like you and I've worked with coaches. I mean, I'm not, you know, not particularly in an online business, but I believe in coaching. I've had coaches, you know, a number of different coaches over the years. I, I'm somebody who actually implements. So I usually work with a coach for some period of time and then I'm like, okay, I'm good for a while. Let me, let me go get it on the court and whatever. And, you know, and then, you know, uh, once I get to a place where I feel like I'm plateauing or getting stuck again, uh, you know, then I'll look, you know, for who's the appropriate coach. So for my audience out there, especially, you know, anybody who's in, in the online space, I love the combination of what Marion brings between the, the strategic knowledge and things like that in the online space, the, the personal experience of building, because that's the other thing. And I'm not saying these coaches are bad, but I love coaches who have done it right themselves, <laughs> have that personal experience. And then, you know, bringing the mindset stuff on top of that for me, uh, you know, makes you somebody who's really special and unique. And, you know, so, um, so, uh, you know, I love what we talked about. So in that regard, if people are interested in finding out more about what you do, whether it's coaching with you or, uh, you know, seeing your content or your podcast or whatever it is, um, how do they find out more? Thanks, Corey. So my website is Marion Wagner Coaching, and that's also my my Instagram, and as you pointed out to me before, I just started with LinkedIn. I, <laughs> I think for a while there, I just uh, could only focus on so many things, but I'm, I'm building on LinkedIn. Nice. And I think our, my podcast is, yes, get out of your head and grow your online business. But I think we're also linking to, I have a free masterclass for online entrepreneurs who want to just save some time, save some money, get some shortcuts and grow with a small audience. I think we're we're linking to that. So. Yeah, great. Yeah, so the, the, those links will be in the in the show notes, uh, folks. And it's Marion M A R I O N Wagner when you're when you're looking up uh, the website or the uh, or the or the social. So definitely definitely check out uh, everything that Marion has to offer. Uh, Marion, my final question on the podcast is always about uh, my highest value in life, which is freedom. And for me, that means everything from freedom from all people in the world from oppression to why I'm an entrepreneur and haven't had a boss in decades. What does freedom mean to you, and how does it impact your life and business? Oh gosh, freedom. That's been the best gift from for being my own boss is I was able to take my son out of daycare when he was about eight months old and work from home with him at my side and to have that freedom. I was a single mom for a lot of my online career. So to just be able to be just him and I and grow my business and the freedom to be present and the freedom to get up first thing in the morning before he woke up and to work late at night has been the biggest gift. I love it. And listen, uh, you know, although nothing is truly passive income or anything like that, there is a lot of opportunity in the online space to create businesses that have more flexibility and freedom, you know, than some other, you know, than some other jobs, definitely. So, uh, you know, as I've seen my clients who've, who've been able to do that. So it's an exciting space to be in. And uh, Mary and I appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking about that and, your experience and deals and, and the mindset stuff. It's, it's been great. Thank you. Thanks, Corey. Thank you for joining me on this episode of DealQuest, where we help you understand how deal-driven growth can be your ticket to freedom. I want to invite you to a unique way to tap into the wisdom and experience of the DealQuest community. Join the DealQuest Deal Den Zoom calls, a free monthly 90-minute mastermind. 
In the Mastermind, we address all the challenges you may be facing and help support you with the opportunities that may arise in terms of deal-driven growth. You will get input not only from me, but all the members on the call will collaborate and serve each other in a Mastermind format. To sign up for the free Mastermind, go to www.coreycupfer.com slash dealden. That's coreycupfer.com slash dealden. I'll see you there. I'm Corey Kupfer. Until next week, wishing you the freedom and financial prosperity that I know your deal quest will bring.